where were we? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, so Mickey, you you brought up an interesting point about being like able-bodied, and you're talking about your privilege about that. And I think one thing that you know I struggle with regularly is what does it mean to like be an ally in these communities, right? You're, you're an able-bodied person, right? I was talking to my girlfriend, Stephanie, who is also underrepresented engineer, you know, yep. women yeah. in engineering is not women a common thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And, and uh, I was, I was just talking to her a couple weeks back about um, she is part of some, some arts communities um, where there are people that are, you know, um, aware of like injustice and stuff like that. But here in Southern California, there are people that I feel like they take it too far in the sense that like there are white people that will that have the privilege. Right. That that want to be allies that lower themselves down to be like, hey, I'm standing in solidarity mm-hmm. where they're like, hey, let me like lower my position to like do you know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah. Hey, there are people that aren't, that aren't well off. So I'm going to sell my house because owning a house is, uh, showing that, you know, I'm white and privileged where it's like, shouldn't, in, in my opinion, shouldn't what you do as an ally be like, Hey, let's help to put effort into building yeah. community. You know, I think it's, it's, it's a, I understand what you're saying. And I, I think it's a very yeah. interesting, um, it's very interesting when we start to talk about allies. Um, because particularly in that example, if I was an ally, I yeah. would have sold my house. <laughs> I'm like, hey, yeah. do people need like, <laughs> to stay? Does anybody need a place yeah. to stay? Can I put some, like, like I got some places yeah. to stay, come extra room. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think, so my mentor, uh, Miss Yanti Blackman, who is like an amazing woman, um, she does this workshop called Actors, Allies, and Accomplices. And it's a self-reflective, um, well, part of it is self-reflective and where you, after giving the definitions of what an actor is, you know, someone who just kind of pretends like they actually care about a cause, but don't really does anything. An ally is someone who's like, you know, I, 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 I'm trying to help. How do I help? They show up at a protest, but maybe they're like, that's the only protest they might go to. And then you have an accomplice who's someone who's like, you know, how can I be of, of um, how can I work with you in this community? Where can I best be utilized? How can I use my privilege to help someone else? Is, um, it, is it like three levels of um, involvement? That's what it kind of sounds like. Yes, kind of like okay. that. So um, we, um, so in this, this workshop, we, what I really love about it is that it asks you to think of a call. Like, so think, we, you go through your own identities and you think about your privileged identities. And you then make a plan about, okay, I've done this. I think I've thought about my identities. I have taken this assessment to see where do I fall in the actors, allies, or, or, or accomplice of this particular identity, privileged identity. And then now I'm going to make a plan to how do I get to the next stage? So if I'm an actor in this, how do I move to an ally in this? And then, then later on, how do I move to an accomplice? Um, so an accomplice is kind of like the person that is like busting down barriers and trying to be that, like, you know, really trying to make that kind of radical change. And I remember the first time I was in this workshop, I did my, um, uh, my, I, my privileged identity that I chose was um, religion, because um, mm-hmm. I was raised Christian. 
And I live in America where, although they say that the separation of church is like, there is not. <laughs> um, yep, and I remember thinking about like, how can I be an ally to, so if I think about a very targeted group in America, when it comes to religion, like how do I help uh, my friends in Islam, like, and, and people who are practicing well, like Muslim, how do I, where do I go? How do I help? Um, how can I do this? And so when we think about how can we best utilize our privilege, um, and particularly I think when it comes to people who like white folks who are trying to be allies or accomplices and having a hard time one understanding what they what that means and then what can they do about it. Um, it, it it's all about the community. Like yeah. You can't go, you can't try to help a community that you're not a part of. Yeah. And so like, who, what does your friend group look like? What does, you know, when you go out, you know, what, what, what are, what are some things that are happening in your neighborhood? Um, and then what are some things that you are, you can be aware of? And then, you know, then where could you use your privilege? Like I think about, um, I don't know if you've ever been to that walkway by, you know, between the cafeteria and um, UCC, that was used to be a really kind of a steep hill to get up that mm-hmm. back way. Um, and in talking with one of our um, our assistant vice presidents, when we were walking one time, and I was like, "This is a this is a hill. If somebody is like in a wheelchair or something, they're gonna have to <laughs> it's, really." <yeah. laughs> and our AVP was like, "Yeah," he was like, "Let's do something about this," and like lowered the grade. <laughs> so like, like you can use your privilege, yeah. like, you know, being aware of something to be like, I have the power to do this and let me do it. Um, as well as because the community, the, you know, the community that we were part of was the school, the UNLV community. So we could do something like that. I think especially when it comes to like or community organizing circles is hard um, because people can be very mean. I think that especially in our, in our age of social media and people trying to be, or the age of the celebrity activists, people are that's, all trying to be <laughs> well, there's white white saviorism too i think that's the other thing i was yep, i was trying to get yep. to and i think that i was going to touch that, on that too yeah that social media and like the the celebrity activism is is totally because the worst part of all of that yeah yeah everyone's trying to get a check because that's what it boils down to is that it's not about community it's about no. capitalism it's about yeah. the you're about the bottom dollar and so everybody's trying to be the next sean king which i don't know why you would try to be that man but or the next uh what's what's blue vest name i forgot the blue vest name oh uh <laughs> um from uh d-ray Atkinson? yes yeah d-ray yeah he ain't walking around these parts <laughs> like, <laughs> like but people are trying to be like the next so and so um and yeah. then you have people who are you know who are well well-meaning well-meaning but then t- cross the line into white saviorism and all of what it is is that it's because you're not a part of community. You don't answer it to anybody. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I think that's really interesting because, like, that's kind of what I'm realizing in my life in, in, like, my own personal ways, like, breaking down implicit biases that I have is building connection. Exactly. Right? Um, and it, it is interesting. It is interesting that the, you know, the society that we're placed into makes it so then we have to be self-serving. Oh, definitely. Right. And so we're not, there's no real impetus to like create that, that individual connection or build, build people up. Right. Mm -hmm. You can build systems, you can build institutions, whatever, but there's no real 
like reason to build people up. Mm-hmm. Yep. See, and one, so that's one thing, when I was exposed to that too, um, my friend and a former manager as well, he is um, Indian, not Indian American, but like just straight up Indian. Like he came out okay. over in a visa. One thing he, he said was surprising to him is the lack of community within the United mm-hmm. States, because yeah. a lot of the stuff that they would do, like, like one big practice, um, even I experienced this where it's like, um, you're, we're, we're moving more towards it now, like through the millennials and everything, like as we get a, like as we age and get ready for like childbearing, stuff like that. It's like telling a child or a young adult to leave when they're comfortable, when they're ready versus saying you're 18, you're an adult now, you know, go live life as an adult. Mm-hmm. because what he was saying in his village, which I was also surprised by because, you know, I'm not familiar with villages. I'm familiar with the city lifestyle. Um, he was saying in the communities, there's much more of a, a buildup. Like um, they know how rare the opportunities are for each one of their individuals to make it somewhere. Like he graduated from one of the the top Indian like uh, tech schools or universities out there. And, you know, his whole village praised him for it. But he was saying that his parents, his community, so many loved ones around him they supported him until it was ready for him to make that leap and that's something we absolutely like kind of lack in the states and i think that's what kind of leads to so much dissonance between us whether it's like nationality ethnicity so on so forth is because we're much more willing to say this is who i am and block out all variants versus actually trying to understand the variance between each and every one of us my my interpretation at least it was really interesting about that. So there's this YouTube channel that I follow, which kind of uh, talks about um, city planning, uh, specifically in the States. Oh, yeah. And we, we talked about this. Later. Did, I, did yeah. I send that to you? Yeah. yeah. What, what was really interesting is like I, the the myth of suburbia, right? Like it's everybody spread out. Everybody has their own land or whatever. And the, you don't need to have that sense of community because you're not living close by other people right Mm -hmm. it's like you drive into the city you go to work you drive home you don't really know your neighbors you don't really know what's going on around you Mm -hmm. and what's interesting I think is just to go back to implicit bias is like I feel like here at least on the west coast I think the east coast is a bit different especially in like New York I think uh Darius we were talking about kind of like how New York like you can join a community but here in LA it's like it's so hard to find community that like when do you even join right Mm -hmm. but i think like there's so much um implicit bias that we hold that like this is the way that things always have been and it always will be one because of the system that we're in where it's like hey we have to be self-serving but even the cities that are built around us are built to to serve that that same purpose right and and not even to get into the issues of like specific community and yeah, yeah but but like but like at least from from the perspective of like, you know, where I live in in the suburbs in in LA, it's like I'm not connected to anything around me. Yeah. And that's one thing that I would really like to have here. But it's just the the area that we live in, right? We have these big box stores where it's like you got these parking lots that just literally <laughs> separate communities. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, so sorry, you just you just brought that up and it was it was interesting. Just got off the clock, just got on my chill. Called up my homie Brent to see what be the deal. What you trying to do? I'm just trying to heal. Hella floated, never bloated's what I'm trying to feel. Hop in the whip and